you take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Were you rushing or were you dragging? Gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Here we go. Welcome back to Movie Matrix. As always, my name is Jordan. We've got Matt. What's crack a lacking? Got my dad. What's going on? And today we're doing a basic episode for yeah, you guys. We are. We've had a lot going <laughs> on. So, we're doing a basic episode of recommend and cautions. Basic um, You're going to get three whole rounds of that. It's going to be exciting. Um, it's going to be great. We're excited about it. Um, you guys ready? I'm ready, man. Let's do it. I'm warning you. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. This is bad. This is bad. No, don't like that. Shut, shut your, shut your mouth. Let's go. I guess I'll start. I'm already talking. So, Might as well. um, one of my three recommend or caution or recaution. I'm gonna start out with. Um, I watched a couple movies this weekend. Um, not of my choice really, but that we someone wanted to watch, so we watched them. So the first one, he had never seen it, so he wanted to watch Star Wars: Rise of the Skywalker. Okay, so I'm gonna. I'm going to talk about that. Okay? So I've only seen this movie <laughs> twice now. I watched it. No, three times. I watched it once in theaters. I watched my my um, 4K um, collectible thing. I had to watch it the moment I got it. Of course, yeah. Um, and then I watched it on Disney Plus uh, this past Saturday, I think, or whatever, Sunday. And um, honestly liked it a little more. I've, not, I've never hated this movie. Oh, did you? So I've never hated this movie. I was expecting you to say you liked it less. Um, <laughs> the Last Jedi, I don't like that movie that much. Um, but I don't. I've never hated Rise of Skywalker. Like some people hate it. I don't think it's very good. Obviously, it's. Not. Um, it's we know how you feel with the new ones. <laughs> um, you think the best one of the new ones is garbage. So, um, <laughs> yep. But I, I honestly, I think it hits in the. You know, if you if you don't go into it, if you went into it the very first time thinking this is like a continuation of eight. Well, you're going to be very um, not pleased because it's not a very very good continuation of eight. It's more of a continuation of seven. <laughs> and so, but I went into it like it's a very fan service movie, you know, kind of like Endgame. Endgame is better, but very fan service movie. I still really like all of the four stuff they do between Kylo and um, Ray when they're fighting each other in different. I think that's really cool when she yeah. when she hands over the lightsaber. The end fight scene is really good when he becomes Ben Solo. Um, so I'm actually going to recaution this. I, I was going to give it a recommend, but I got to think about it more and how stupid some of it is. And so I couldn't <laughs> completely do it. But it, it's kind of rushed. But I know this is a bigger movie, and sometimes we don't do bigger movies as much on this segment. But I wanted to give it a little bit of love because I think it gets a lot. It's got a 6.3 on IMDb. And that's really low. That is pretty um, low. Honestly. I gave it a 7 on IMDb. And so like I think 6.3 is pretty low for Actually, a Star Wars movie, but the prequels are low because they suck. Um, but <laughs> I just want to give it some love. It does what it's supposed to do. It is making up for eight, and it does it in a but shorter can amount really of time. Really make up for eight? No, and that's I not mean, seriously. That's not JJ's problem. That's the problem with the movie is that JJ did his best to bring the mask back, to bring back plot points that were missing eight, um, to bring back the nostalgia of the of the first three because. Eight, I've like last year I didn't have like any nostalgia very much really. Uh, nine, he tried to bring him back with bringing back Lando and bringing all of the fleet. There's a lot of Easter eggs. Now, do I think Palpatine w- should come back the way he did? I don't think that's the <laughs> no. best idea. And I don't honestly don't see how they got all the 
destroyers. I, that stuff is just if you can look past it, because it doesn't seem likely. Yeah, but you got to look through, look look past a lot of and stuff. And then I, I, my favorite part of this movie is JJ saying, "Hey, screw you, Ryan Johnson. Look, there's Snoke dead over there. I like that. <laughs> like, like, I mean, Snoke died in eight, but he was like, Snoke means nothing. Yeah, I, 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 I thought that was a fun little. They call it an East. I've heard that people call it an Easter egg. I feel like it's just a jab. You know, it like probably is. like Snyder jabbing to Joss Whedon, but. No, I want to. I want to caution. If you like Star Wars, you'll like this movie. Yeah. I mean, you can. I mean, maybe you don't like this movie, but it's enjoyable. It has a lot more lightsaber fights in it, which is something that Eight didn't have at all. There wasn't one. There was one lightsaber had no lightsaber in Eight, and it was a it was a dream. Um, and so this movie has a lot more of that. You know, there's a lot. I just think it's. I think it's pretty okay. I agree. So I with wanted you. to caution it because there are parts in it that are just stupid. Yeah, they are. But. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Uh, no, I agree with you for the most part, really. There's like the Rise of Skywalker is. See a shirt, Force Awakens? Oh, yeah. I, I forgot it. I had a Star Wars shirt on. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. But no, um, yeah, I mean, if that's the thing. You either love these Disney movie, these Disney Star Wars sequels or you don't really care for them that much. I know you don't really care for them, David. That's fine. That's your own opinion. Whatever. That's right. <laughs> um, I like them for the most part. I don't think the Rise of Skywalker is bad. Um, the biggest problem I have with the movie is it's so so rushed. It tries to make up for so it tries to make up so much ground in such little time, and I, I think it's entertaining. I think it has some good moments, um, some good character moments. But at the end of the day, they just played it super safe, and it was just like, oh, that's okay. Yeah, it's like they had you because what Ryan Johnson did was he just ended everything. Now I know you don't like Seven, but I don't. I don't think like it would be like if you made the Matrix. Which Matrix is my favorite movie of all time, and then you you hired someone else to reloaded, right? Mm-hmm. And they were just like, Neo's not the one. You know, like they I were mean, just, pretty much. That's what they did, and like, yeah. and then 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 you make revolutions, and you got to redo all of that. That trilogy isn't. I mean, to be fair, Reloaded and Revolution are definitely worse than, than just the Matrix. But that trilogy well, isn't yeah. the worst trilogy in the world. But this trilogy is not good because of eight. I think it could have been really good, but it's hard to. I think a lot of people look at the movie as well. JJ didn't do very well. I'm like, I don't really think that's a problem. They they play it super safe because they have to tie up all this crap Ryan Johnson did to it. Now I don't, I don't hate Ryan Johnson. I, I have like I like some of his movies, but don't like him for this. No, he never should have been hired for. Star I think Wars. he could have done a great sci-fi movie, not a great Star Wars movie. I don't know why they didn't just um, go JJ. Let's do the trilogy because they. I mean, yeah, it was that's, stupid. That's probably the biggest complaint about this Disney trilogy is that they don't. They did not have a game plan going in. They just like Palpatine's life. Hire J.J. Abrams. He worked out in the first one. They're like, well, we'll hire a completely different person to write and direct the second one. And then they try to bring J.J. Abrams back to bring back that same magic because they got a lot of hate for the for Episode Eight. So yeah, there's just a lot of course correction in yeah, Rise of Skywalker. I, but yeah, I think a lot of that you got to you know you have to blame Kathleen Kennedy for all this. Um, I do. I don't think she's number. Very, she's, not, know, she's not very good at being the head. Even even though I didn't. I'm not the biggest fan of number seven. Really good now. Um, he left something for somebody else to work with had she brought in the right person. And she was 100% behind what he did. She loved everything that he did. She loved this movie. She loved the choices that he made. So I blame her just as much as Ryan Johnson. She was the one behind it saying, yeah, yeah, do it, whatever, you know. Yeah. So, you know, he never should have been hired for this movie. And I think Star Wars is a bright future ahead. The Mandalorian is going to have a couple more seasons at least and a movie. Um, and and they they have about 18 shows coming out. Um, and I, yeah. I would say three of them will be good. Um, that's, that's just too much. That's, that's just oversaturation. I mean, I, obviously the Kenobi show will be probably pretty good and a couple others. But I don't think Bad Batch is going to be very good. I don't think. Maybe, they all, yeah. maybe they're all good, but... 
We'll see. To release like is it? It's actually like ten shows. To release that many shows, that it's just called droids. I'm not <laughs> sure. Anyways, that's my that's my precaution. We could talk about swords all day, but um, yeah, we th- could. that's my precaution. Definitely go watch if you haven't seen Rise of Skywalker and you like Star Wars, you're gonna like this movie for the good for like the good stuff in it. But I can't fully recommend it because there are some very dumb plot points and very oh though that was convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of convenience in this movie, and the convenience is not something I like too much. If it's just like yeah, I don't know if something's placed there on accident or like the fact that she knew where to go because she the death stars in just the right crash position for that um for that knife to see exactly that was i, I just didn't yeah. like convenience in the that rise movie. of skywalker is actually it's part national treasure if you yeah. think about it <laughs> yeah um, but with lightsabers and it really is and fanged ray <laughs> <laughs> but no i think it's cool that i think it's cool that you brought it up because we, we do talk about star wars a lot but we don't talk about like individual movies and stuff and this is a still a fairly new movie and, um, I mean, there's still probably some people out there who haven't seen it. So, I mean, that's cool. And I, and I can see either, I'm kind of right in the middle, but I can see either end of the spectrum with this, with this movie. I can see people hating Rise of Skywalker or loving it. Whatever. That's I, fine. I think the worst part of the movie is when she's like, my name is Ray Skywalker. That's not, it's not. <laughs> you know, I do like her lightsaber, but it's not. I mean, like the Rise of Skywalker should have been Kylo Ren rising has been solo. I'm telling you that he's the Rise of Skywalker. I agree not. with you. So anyway, the choices were bad, but it's a pretty okay movie and her lightsaber is cool. I'm done. I That's agree. my precaution. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. That's cool. All right. Thank you for kicking us off. I'm going to keep the train rolling. So I bought the Psycho Collection, right? All really good. You guys, you guys heard about this. Fantastic. Uh, I've heard a lot about this. <laughs> so, Psycho is one of my favorite movies ever made, and I had never seen any of the sequels. So I bought the f- the entire saga, Psycho no, one you through didn't, four. Technically, I didn't buy the remake. It's <laughs> stupid. But I bought the about one through four. Um, and but yeah. the remake's not any my, any more stupid than some of those sequels. You know, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, so my <laughs> wife and I, bless my wife's heart, she sat here, she watched all the sequels with me. Um, so the one I'm going to talk about, um, and this is a hard, 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 hard caution. So the one I'm going to talk about is actually Psycho Three. Now Psycho Two is not good but it's not awful. They try some new things. It's just mainly kind of boring for like the first half. And then the second half, they try to pull the rug out from under you like 15 times. It's just, it's just there. It's fine. Um, and psycho four is bad, but psycho four colon the beginning. Um, it's bad, but it didn't infuriate me. You know what did infuriate me? Psycho three. So, and I really don't have a reason as to why this movie irritated me so bad, but Spoiler alert: Norman Bates is still evil. Like three movies later, <laughs> this has been out a while. He's so. he's still evil. He's still messing. Crazy. He's still dealing with his mommy syndrome. Uh, he's still so you we're know, calling it mommy syndrome. He's still dealing with his mommy syndrome. No rehabilitation. Uh, there's, a, there's a term for it. I don't remember what it is. Um, Crazy. He he's still managing the hotel. You get some rapey. That makes drifter. no sense to me. Like he's yeah. out in the hotel. I haven't seen these. To be fair, I haven't seen these. But it just makes no sense. They let this guy out three times. Yeah. Like, so, well. <laughs> yeah. No, it's technically only twice because he gets committed at the end of the first one, and then right. twenty-two years later is when Psycho Two so like, takes oh, place. It's gone, and he come and he gets out, and 
some stuff happens in Psycho 2, but he never gets committed again at the end of Psycho what 2. What psychologist like, you know what we should do? Let him go back to the motel he killed people at. Yeah. Twice. So they're like, oh, it's he's fine idea. now. Now, granted, it was, been, it was 20-something years later, so I understand their reasoning. Well, not really. But, <laughs> not really. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Psycho 3, after... Yeah, like I said, Norman Bates is still at the hotel. Still doing his evil thing. <laughs> um, you get you get some rapey drifter show up. Uh, never... That's never good. <laughs> and you get some rapey drifter show up, and Norman hires him as like the motel manager, whatever. Good choice. And he's like, "I like you." <laughs> the, the movie opens with a nun accidentally oh, yeah. accidentally killing another nun. I've so seen that she, scene. So she's banished from the nundom nun kingdom. Is that the one makes the Tilly? nundom. Is that make Tilly. No, Meg Tilly's in the second, second one. one. Yeah, thought, let's just say he just said the Nundum. Yeah, the Nundum. she gets banished from the Nundum, the the, the Nun Kingdom. Uh, the, That's what they call it. The church, uh, whatever. <laughs> she accidentally kills another nun, so she gets banished. This is yeah. like in the first. The Catholic seconds. Church. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. I think, I think that's more the Nundum. You're so, gonna, that's gonna offend somebody. <laughs> so she's. Uh, I hope I apologize for offending someone. Um, I'm sure we have a lot of nuns but listening. This, <laughs> but this nun. Um, I don't remember who plays her. She's actually noteworthy, I think. <sighs> my phone's not reading my face. Anyway, um, so yeah, this nun accidentally kills another nun. She goes, or by accident, she goes on the she goes on the road. She gets banished, exiled. Um, she's on the road drifting. Guess where she lands? You guessed it, the Bates Motel. No way. Um, I know it's pretty shocking. Um, and then. <laughs> Norman Bates has like a weird fascination with her because she resembles Marion Crane from the first movie. Okay. Um, and he's kind of drawn to her. I think that's an interesting idea in and of itself. The fact that he's just, he's fixated on this other woman and or it just says the fact like, she's a woman. <laughs> yeah. It says in the description that he falls in love with her. Um, so he does start to go head over heels for this woman and, um, all the while still killing folks. Um, <laughs> Like, you know it's fun killing. And now it's just, it's just, oh my gosh, it's just dumb exposition scene followed by, um, followed by Norman, quote unquote mother, um, killing someone in a horribly horrific 1980s fashion, mm, um, yeah. and then another exposition scene, then another bad murder scene. Um, there's quite a bit of breasts thrown about. Um, if you're into that sort of thing, that's what they, I'm telling you, that's what they I do. I am not. Um, they just do that thing. It's like, let's make a bad horror movie. Boobs. That's what they yeah. do. And, and that's the thing. It came out in a time where like all these horror movie franchises were just churning out sequels. So that's why they started yeah. with, with these sequels, I guess. Um, Anthony Perkins actually directed Psycho 3. It was his first direct. It was his first movie. Um, he has since said, I don't know why they gave me the job. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and I can't really say I blame him. I, I will give him credit. There's some interesting transitions and stuff. Some scene transitions and stuff is pretty cool. Um, the, the script of this is garbage. The effects are garbage. The acting is even bad. I love Anthony Perkins in Psycho. When he's directing himself in Psycho 3... He's doing some weird William Shatner impression or something because he talks like this for the entire runtime of the movie. And I'm like, what are, what are you doing? That's not how you talked in the previous two movies. I don't understand. Whatever. It was infuriating. The plot was stupid. The ending pissed me off beyond all recognition. And the musical score of this movie was like a porno from the 70s. I don't understand why. It's a horror movie. It needs to have dark 
ominous tones and stuff, but literally it will show mother creeping around the corner ready to kill someone and it's like boom I'm like, kill me! So it sounds like you really like this movie. Gosh, it was awful. Like I said, four is bad too, but it didn't really offend me. Um, so that's why I wanted to talk about three. It sucks. Don't watch it. Um, unless you're a completist and you wanted to watch all the psycho films like me. Um, so yeah, and it's not like it's not like it's just, I don't know, Psycho 3 is not running on TNT regularly. It's not like no. it's easy to watch. I went out of my way and bought it. Just to watch it, just to be irritated. So, yeah, gotta that's where I'm it. landing. Gotta there's love that. it. There's, there's that. So I'm done. I'm done ranting right now. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna do a movie that I bought recently called The Doctor. I think this was 1990, maybe. Um, I'm gonna read a synopsis real quick. Ready? You do you. Ace Surgeon Jack McKee, who's played by William Hurt, is mostly disconnected from his wife his son, and the people he operates on. After Jack develops a life-threatening tumor, he sees life from a patient's perspective. He then meets a courageous, fatally ill woman named June and begins to realize the necessity of showing kindness in the medical profession. Jack vows to treat his family and patients with more compassion if he survives. Now, <clears throat> this is going to be a high recommend. Very good movie. Um... <clears throat> William Hurt is fantastic as the doctor. Uh, you see him at the beginning of the movie where he shows no compassion for anybody. It's just he's there to have a good time. He's a heart surgeon. And he's just there to operate on his patients, get them off the table. If they live, they live. You know, hopefully they do because, you know, otherwise it's bad. Point, yeah. Otherwise it's bad for, you know, bad business. insurance bad purposes, business. you know. <laughs> he's the and killer. That, and actually, anybody that he... He operates on or does anything. He he doesn't even get to know the, their name, the person. He just they're they're known by their disease, you know, whatever they have. You know, we've got a you know a heart disease in four, and that's you know that's that's all it was. It was yeah. And even when they're in their operating room, all they're doing is joking around the entire time. You know, him and the other doctors. It's the, they don't take anything seriously. That that type of thing. And he definitely has no bedside manner. He makes jokes that are just completely inappropriate. In front of patients, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's ridiculous. So he's like one of the worst <clears throat> doctors. Yeah, but but he's a great surgeon. You know? Okay, he's just, he's just, so he's not like, a great person. So he's like Gregory House. Yeah, that's what you're telling me. And <laughs> then he develops throat cancer, and he starts to have to go in and see his co his colleagues for to be treated, and they're treating him the same way that he treats everybody else. And even though he's a colleague, he thinks he should pay, have special treatment, but he gets the same treatment as any other patient. And he starts to realize, he starts to have this this realization of how bad he's been treating people. And, and I mean, there, there's some funny things that happen, but if you're a patient, it's not very funny. Um, and there's one point where even his family, he doesn't have much to do with his family. Um, his wife, he comes home early one night, which is completely rare. And his wife says, uh, talks to their son, says, hey, your dad wants to talk to you. And so he runs right to the phone and says, hey, dad, what's going on? And he's standing in the next room, you know. And he goes, mom, I think we got disconnected. And she's like, no, he's, he's, making a, uh, he's making an appearance tonight. So, you know, he's like, oh, okay. <clears throat> but he goes, and even after he gets, he has to get, uh, they have to check out the tumor and, and, and all this stuff. While he's in the hospital, he has <laughs> there's a, there's a scene where 
a guy comes in after he gets that done to give him an enema, which completely wrong patient. <laughs> but he can't oh, say. Gosh. But he can't up. say anything because of the surgery. Mm. So it kind of goes through. It's just stuff like that. You see mistakes that happen in hospitals and uh, the way that they're treated and all that stuff. And he just has a complete turnaround, especially when he meets a terminally ill woman. Uh, she's got brain cancer, stage four, and there's just no way she's going to live. And they form a bond, uh, get real close. And it seems like she's the only one who knows what he's going through, so he can talk to her, but he can't talk to his wife. So there's a whole dynamic going on there with his family also. And then eventually she dies. And gosh, and he's left with, you know, he's got to figure out a way to put the pieces back together in his life. I'm going to be honest, this sounds... <clears throat> Like a drag. It, it does, <laughs> it but it's it is really really depressing. good. It's a. It starts off pretty funny, and then it gets you know you you really start to feel for for him and mm-hmm. and the people around him, and then by the end of it, he has a complete turnaround, and complete redemption, and it's just it's a fantastic movie. I've uh, never seen it. I've only vaguely heard of it, but um, but no, it's cool that you're it's cool that you're bringing it out. Of like the I said, woods. It, it is it's a fantastic movie. You should see it. I recommend. All right, well, I'm going. I'm going on the same thing. We're going to talk about Detective Pikachu. All right, so <laughs> I have not seen this. close to a William Hurt <laughs> movie. <It's> very close. <laughs> from the 90s. Um, this this movie was another one that I've seen. I own it. Um, I watched it in theaters when it came out. I'm a big Pokemon fan, so I had to watch it. It's got Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu, which he's a great voice actor. And so I was like, sign I me up I'll right I'll there. I'll me some Ryan Reynolds, right? And so this um. Basically, just stars Ryan Reynolds, but um, Justice Smith is in this, and he's been in a couple things like Paper Town. He's in Jurassic World, probably what you see him the most. Oh yeah, um, and then Catherine Newton, who's been who's the main chick in uh, Freaky. So that's kind of it. Um, and I guess I mean there's really not many people in this. So basically, this movie is just like a fan service for Pokemon. Okay, it's it is a live action Pokemon movie where um, the main characters. Um, Justice Smith, dad is disappeared, and he has to go to find him. And he goes to a place where Pokemon and man or humans live together. They don't they coexist. They're not wild like you know in Pokemon games. You catch uh, Pokemon. Catch the Pokemon. In this in this city, you don't do that. Um, you do see some Pokemon being caught throughout the movie, which is cool, but it's not in Rhyme City. What it's called, Rhyme City. Got to catch them all. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's it, even been it's even sung by Pikachu in this movie. But anyways, nice. um, <laughs> you get to see a lot of cool Pokemon. You get to see Mewtwo. You get to see all the people, like all these original, like Charmander, Charizard, all the originals. Um, so I'm gonna caution this because this plot is kind of stupid. Okay, um, it's not. It's, it's first of all, let's say it's PG. Okay, so it's a PG movie. With Ryan Reynolds in it, so, so they put it's, restraints on Ryan. There's, there's a lot of restraints here. I mean, you can't have Pikachu dropping f bombs. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Um, but you just can't. Anyways, so with a PG rating, it's definitely geared more towards kids, you know, obviously. And so as an adult, it didn't resonate as much with me. But I did like it because of the Pokemon aspect. But the plot of the movie is kind of it's very lacking. Um, it's very obvious. But anyways, you just go through the story and he's. Um, Detective Pikachu, Ryan Rose has lost his memory. He's a detective, obviously. They, they work together to try to find his dad. They meet um, Chrissy Newton, and she's a re- uh, intern reporter at C- CMN, which I don't know what that stands for, some network in Rhyme City. I don't know. Sure. Um, 
And it's going to it's going to like a wild goose chase of where's dad went. They think Mewtwo might be bad, and they you see what they do well in this is they do well in nostalgia. Um, you see a bunch of Pokemon that you would like if you're a Pokemon fan. They have almost every generation in there, except for the newer ones out now because the movie came out before. Um, but I, I, I did like him a little bit a little bit better this time. The first time I watched it, I walked out being like, that was pretty funny because it was Ryan Reynolds, you know. But the plot is pretty <laughs> it's pretty uh, not good. Um, but the, that's the caution part of it. It's, it's the, you don't go under a PG Detective Pikachu movie expecting the plot to like kill, like be like inception. Really grab you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it's very safe. On you can't do much in PG. You can't do anything in PG really, as far as like you can't have any kind of. I mean, there is some Pokemon battles, but there's never anybody fainting. Like they don't die in Pokemon; they faint. <laughs> so it's not even that. <laughs> yeah, there's a conspiracy going around in the movie that um, someone's releasing Kim um, Compound R, which makes Pokemon go crazy and they actually are but I mean it's like who cares you know um, and then there's the main plot point is that the guy that made Rhyme City basically wants to live forever so he wants to merge humans and Pokemon oh that old chestnut so it's not it's been done you know I mean but not with Pokemon but I mean like you know it's but if you like Pokemon now if you don't like Pokemon you're not gonna like this movie that's just how it is like it's one or the other because if you have never Learn anything if you never played Pokemon, like never really know much about it. I mean, you wouldn't care except for maybe like Ryan Reynolds. I was gonna ask you if, if like I'm not into Pokemon, I never have been into Pokemon. If it'd be something I'd enjoy just because I don't think so, unless you, I mean, maybe it would depend on how much you like Ryan Reynolds' performance. He's really good in this, like his four seconds fantastic. He just being himself except, except PG, you know. And there's a couple, just a PG version of it, there's a couple of things he says that are swept under the rug they're very they're kind of adult-ish but they're not i mean no kid's ever gonna get them there's no cussing or anything but um but it, it, this movie is at a it's a an hour 44 which kind of seems i felt like it was less than that actually but it doesn't give a setup for pokemon it doesn't give they expect you to know pokemon in this it's not like there's a yeah. it's not because i mean there are like in just generation one there's like a hundred something so it's like over a thousand on pokemon now so they're not this movie wasn't a set up Pokemon. This is for people that already like Pokemon. And so that is the main drawback other than the plot being pretty, you know, predictable. But the main drawback of this movie for other people, like maybe you two, because I don't know you guys don't like Pokemon that much, but, uh, or never got into it really. But if you didn't know much about it, you would just see random creatures walking around. You know what I mean? And they wouldn't be like, Oh, that's a Charmander. That's a Bulbasaur. That's Greninja. That's, you know, that's Snorlax and all these things. It's cool and all, but... You'd be like, that's a dragon. That's yeah, a, what is that's, that? a, that's a big thing. You know, exactly. And so, and most people know Pikachu. I mean, right. even if you don't know Pokemon, you know Pikachu. You might know Charizard or like that. He, they're both in it, but um, there are some Pokemon I didn't really know in it because I, I kind of dropped out of the Pokemon scene through like Generation 5 through 8, and so I was, I was like 300 Pokemon. I thought you were going to um, say when you became an adult. No, I'm still <laughs> no, an adult. I yet. have Pokemon. <laughs> I, nah, I still like Pokemon quite a bit, so... Um, but it's reca- I would like to recaution this. I don't think it's a horrible movie. I think it's exactly what it was supposed to be. They're supposed to, they're probably making another one. It made okay money. Um, it didn't, wasn't anything astounding, but just yeah. because it was Pokemon, it made some money. Um, so, anyways, um, when we're cautioning this, it's pretty okay, and especially for a kids movie. It's a great kids movie. PG. They like Pokemon. If they don't like Pokemon, I might get them into Pokemon. Yeah. If you're a parent that likes Pokemon, and wants them to get into Pokemon, a live action Pokemon movie does that because. You know, Pokemon is old. You know, the old stuff doesn't look as good to kids nowadays. They're expecting 
in-game type stuff. You know what I mean? Like we're expecting visual effects that aren't 8-bit. So, um, anyways, we're caution Detective Pikachu. That's good. Sweet. That's basically what well, I've never seen it. Um, I was going to see it in theaters and then just never got around to it. Uh, but that's basically the consensus I've heard. Is it's all right, <laughs> but nothing really beyond that. Cool, my turn. Okay. Yeah. Um, I am. This is going to be a recommend. I'm going to recommend Mads Mikkelsen's newest movie um, called Another Round. Uh, this is a foreign film. I'm not huge into foreign films, but if they're good, I'm down for a good movie. That's how it is. I, I like, I like, Mads I've watched Mikkelsen a lot of foreign too. films that aren't good. That's the thing. I have to hear that, Hey, it. this is good. And then of course I want to watch it. And I'm with you, David. Love me some Mads Mikkelsen. He is fantastic. Um, so in this movie, Mads Mikkelsen plays a history, a high school history teacher and him and three of his buddies, all teachers, they hear a theory that, they can improve their lives by maintaining a constant blood alcohol level higher than most people. So apparently this theory says that all humans are born with a 0.05% blood alcohol level lower than what it should be. So they say that they need to maintain one to two glasses of wine on average is what it is to get them to get them at this state. Now they're not drunk. They still have all their motor skills. They still have, Everything. They just believe that it will improve their lives. And they give it a shot. And this movie is a comedy drama. Um, There are several parts in this film that are hilarious. Um, Everybody in this movie is great. Mads Mikkelsen is, of course, phenomenal. Especially considering this is like his wheelhouse. He's not, you know... English is like his fifth language. So (laughs) this is like really his wheelhouse. Um, Speaking Swedish and everything. But... um, but everybody in this film is great, and um, it has a lot of hilarious moments. Um, the plot is really interesting because even if, like me, for example, I've never been much of a drinker, but this movie... Makes you want to drink? No. Oh. <laughs> I, I, was, I know what you're getting at. In a good at, or bad way. <laughs> this movie makes me understand why some people drink. Not in like a... Not in a... Um, not in a alcoholic sort of way but in a way just to drink just to feel a slight because after they start to after they all agree to do this that's exactly what happens they feel better they feel more relaxed they feel literally as if their lives have been changed and they can be more open they can be more free they can just enjoy their lives more and of course like everything they begin to take it overboard um they go too far uh, some good things happen, some bad things happen, and it really does show you um, the effect that alcohol can have. While it does this in a great way, but it's also it also has several humorous moments throughout it as well um, that make you that make you realize it's not all bad, I guess. Um, and then the ending of this movie, the way this film ends, I don't know. It's probably one of my favorite endings of the last couple of years. Out of every movie I've seen, um, the way this film ends, it doesn't have, it doesn't have a happy ending necessarily. Um, just the way, the way they wrap this film up, the story, it made me feel several different emotions, and it really made me stop and think about, I don't know, just made me stop and think about the characters I just watched, about my own, about my own self, and several other things. So anyway. Another round was super good, a lot better than I was expecting. I just heard it was pretty good. 
got a couple of Oscar nominations, so I thought, sure, I'll give it a shot. But um, after watching it, I thought about it for days afterwards. So it's super solid, and if you guys want to check it out, you definitely should. I think it's on Hulu. It is on Hulu. I was going to ask it on Hulu. Yeah. I paid for it like an idiot, didn't realize it was on Hulu, and then, yeah. It's on Hulu. (laughs) It was worth it, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. After I paid five bucks for it, I was like, (laughs) you know, I ain't mad. That was good. There you go. Okay, I've got another. All of mine tonight are recommends, really. Uh, so this is another recommend. This one's called that we watched two weeks ago. I guess it's called White Squall. I've never seen this either. And you were just bringing beautiful gems from the nineties. This is a really good movie. Into our lives, I assume it's from the nineties. Uh, you did ninety six. Oh man. Um, <laughs> it says Jeff Bridges. Let's see who's the cast in this. Jeff Bridges, Scott Wolf, John Savage, Jeremy Sisto. Uh, Ryan Felipe, and Ooh. it's it's directed by that's a, that's Rid- a stinker. It's, it's directed by Ridley Scott. Really? Mm-hmm. Is Ryan Felipe any good in this? Actually, this is one of the roles he is good in. When you have to say that, it makes you not think so. I, it just is. I'm just telling. Has you. he ever been Cause, good? Because when we were watching, well, has he been good in anything? I should say that. This. <laughs> oh, okay. When we were watching, I looked over at your mom. I said, "You know, he's really not bad in this movie," and usually that's not something I say. <laughs> Me either. Um, so what this is? It's a true story. I think it's based in like 1960. Um, Jeff Bridges is the captain of a sailing vessel that is also a school for students in their senior years, a male students in the senior year. This is in the same vein to me as uh, the Dead Poet Society, similar. It's kind of a coming of age story of young men. Okay. Okay. Um, is it as good though? I really enjoyed it. It is good, and is it's it as true? good as that post site. <laughs> I think so. It's a true story. That makes me want to watch it. Yeah, but. it's a true story. Um, when the students arrive to this to this boat, none of them have ever been on a boat before, and they are the crew. So on top of doing their schoolwork, learning, they're also learning how to become men, basically, and they learn how to sail the seas with with this captain as as they're, they're you know they're their final year of high school really yeah um even while they're on there they they take the SATs to to see if they'll you know get high enough to get into college that type of thing but it is a very much a coming of age story as they sail i don't i don't know exactly what path they sail they do make a couple stops um but they learn they grow uh Jeremy Sisto plays a character that just has a lot of problems, and his dad his dad is really rich and is always on him, and he just got some problems. Uh, he's he's an interesting character character to look at. Uh, Ryan Felipe's character is very interesting. Also, he's his brother has died. He's got some very a lot of mental issues that he's dealing with that type of thing. Um, but it's just this journey that they take of self-discovery of becoming men and from the title of the movie as they are getting ready to head back home there's this huge storm and it just all breaks loose it's 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 like i said it's a true story it's fantastic i think ridley scott did a great job with it um i won't give anything away in case you guys want to watch it but kind of do here it's just it's aliens it's a real huh no aliens no not not this one sorry ridley scott does have a pretty wild Filmography, yeah. like he, he, I mean, he covers a lot of ground and mostly, mostly sci-fi and stuff. But then you got other things like Gladiator, 
and things like that. So, but if you're if you're into uh, like I said, true stories, uh, tragedies at sea type thing, it's just this is a hmm. fantastic story. That's cool. Is it better than that um, Shailene Woodley movie, Adrift? I'm guessing it is. Came out a couple years ago. I, it I can't re- be. I refuse to it. watch that. I've never seen Adrift either. I don't like so Shailene Woodley. The trailer put me to sleep. Yeah. So. So I'm I'm yeah. guessing it is. I'm hoping, okay. they, I'm hoping they both died. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it too. I bet one of them did. Maybe neither of them did. Maybe they both did. I Maybe they both them, died. I, I bet at least, at least one out. of them. Wait a second. I'm gonna see what Drift has. <laughs> like oh well, like what its rating has? Yeah, it has a six point six. That's actually more than I wanted. That's it to pretty be. average. Yeah, it's an average movie. Okay, so um, now I'm gonna get into a full recommend here. Now, granted, oh I haven't seen the whole thing. I started a new series today. I watched two or three episodes. The series I've been wanting to watch for a while, but I have one of those watch lists that has a billion things on it. Mm-hmm. And so once I get understand, once I get through something, and a lot of, I watch a lot of anime too, and so that takes up some of my time. And but I wanted to watch this series because I've heard it's really good. I like it's written directed by a guy that I think is a pretty good actor. Um, so I watched Atlanta today. Um, that's the new. That's not new, but it's a Donald Glover series. Um, with oh Atlanta, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah, and so I watched that. It's it's actually kind of stacked. It's got Donald Glover, um, Lakeith Stanfield, Zazie Beetz, um, and then Brian Tyree Henry, with, mm-hmm. which is in the new um, Gods Over Kong, mm-hmm. or um, he's in the new Child's Play also. If for reference, but other than that, I mean, I've only seen the first couple of episodes, but I mean, it's stacked pretty full. This is before Lakeith Stanfield was like super big. I mean, he yeah. he was. He was there, but you know this is before all of his big stuff. Don Glover's been big for a while as a rapper, um, and then Brian Tyree Henry's, you know, semi right. Yeah. So what this is, what this is all about is basically like um, his name in this is Earn. His name's Ernest, but it goes by Earn. Don Glover's character and his cousin is a rapper named Paperboy. Okay, and he's starting to get some following, and um, Earn is kind of a deadbeat. Doesn't doesn't have anything. He lives with his baby mama, kind of. They don't really love each other. Um, he has a, he has a child, and so he has no money. He has a bogus job, and he 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 hears that he sees a video of Paperboy, and it's his cousin, and he hears that he's about to get signed for seven million dollars as a rapper. So he wants to go over there and be his manager, so he can make some money. And what's interesting about the show is that you know I kind of went into thinking it was gonna be more of a comedy type thing, but it is put down as a drama at the beginning, and I saw that, I was like, well, that's not what I expected, but the acting is pretty outstanding. Donald Glover's a pretty good actor, actually. I mean, he's not really... Yeah, he really is. ...been in a lot for you to be like, gosh, he can really... I mean, he's been inspired at Homecoming for like three and a half seconds. Um, he's been in other stuff, too, but this is really... I think he really shines this. He was pretty good in... He's in The Martian. I was going to say, wasn't he in He's the pretty good in The Martian, I mean... But he really shines in this. And Lakeith Sanfield's great. We've, he's been great in everything I've seen him in. But this is kind of before his time. And then um, Paperboy. He's not bad. I mean, he hasn't done much other than rap. But this is, it's kind of a look on life. And, like, it's kind of, they live in a rough spot, you know. In the first, does it take place in Atlanta? Yes, of course it okay. does. <laughs> um, it takes place in Atlanta, but it takes place in, like, the rough part of Atlanta. Yeah. And it. Chicago. It just, it just kind of shows you. Oh, of course, you've seen stuff like this before, kind of like where they come from and everything. But he's, they run into a lot of different things with cops. They run into a lot of different things with um, smoking weed. They control for that quite a bit, or they have gun, you know, guns. So you see the politics of where they live and how hard it is to get out from where they are. Granted, I've only seen two or three episodes, but I've really been impressed with it. I wasn't expecting to be impressed with it. You know, it's got an eight point six IMDb. 
That could be misleading for for t- for TV series. For movies, it's not usually that misleading. For TV series, IMDb is very misleading for me. Um, but I was thoroughly impressed. I would definitely recommend watching it. Um, I don't always like to recommend before watching the whole thing because you know it could go down not the way I like it to. Yeah. But with how good it was today, this was kind of my back burner because I had another one I was gonna bring, but I wanted to see if it was any good, and so I wanted to watch it today and. Thoroughly impressed. It's got, I mean, it's TVMA, so it's got some cussings, but it's nothing like, it's on Hulu if you want to watch it. Um, the third season's officially coming out this this year. That's kind of what got me thinking about watching it again, because I was like, oh yeah, Atlanta. Um, and it's gotten a lot of high buzz, honestly, for yeah. for what it is. And um, I don't know, I think you should watch It's got a lot of big names before they, not before, but like right as they're getting big mm-hmm. to before. Like Zazie Beach wasn't, Known for a lot before Atlanta, really. I mean, um, she's been a couple things. I keep saying for been nothing, not a lot, but that's and, that's one thing that I've heard about it is like, I mean, I, I've never seen it. Um, I kind of, it's always been one of those shows that I've wanted to check out, uh, and I've only heard great things about it. So, yeah, I mean, it, it the the acting is pretty outstanding. It, you know, it kind of reminds you know this is not a good comparison, but you know how in Cherry, remember how they they kind of live in a bad spot. They ha- it has as that same kind of like feel to it a lot better, you know. It's, you know, like that's where they that's kind of how they live. They live in a rough part. The very first scene of the of the the series is, a, is basically someone getting shot. You know, they get mm-hmm. they get in a you know people get testosterone going both ways, have guns, and a gun goes off, and then and that's how the series starts. And so it starts off with like a really dramatic thing. It's I don't know. I just think it sh- it shows. A lot going on. It's I don't know. It's pretty good. It's kind of slower than I thought it'd be, but I enjoyed every single minute of it. So, um, Zelda Beats hasn't had a, her a lot of chances to really do a lot yet, but I think she's going to get to. It's it's basically just been Don Glover and Lakeith Sanfield killing it for the first yeah, two episodes. But um, Lakeith Sanfield plays a very well. He does this very well, but he's always high. He's like <laughs> he's talking about random stuff. He goes up to this one guy and goes. Can I measure your tree? He goes, no, not right now. You can't. He Can goes, I measure your tree. He goes, he goes, maybe later. He goes, maybe later. Dang it. That's what he's just, he's just, he's just funny in this. Cause you would think Donald Glover would be the funny one. He's really not that funny yet. He's just, he's just trying to get his family, you know, back up kind of, I don't know, but, um, it's good. Watch it. Um, the, the third season's coming out, so it's definitely still going. It doesn't have, I think it's like 10 episodes a season. So it's only like 20 episodes. So. Okay. So only two seasons out, but, I would definitely recommend Atlanta. Okay, cool, I finally got cool. around to it. So, so I kind of, I'm kind of on the same page with you, Jordan. I had a lot of movies on the back burner, shows and stuff on the back burner that I wanted to talk about. Um, I don't know why I'm going to talk about the movie that I'm fixing to talk about, but I'm going to talk about the, I'm going to talk about a comedy film from 2011 called Thirty Minutes or Less. So. <sighs> This movie is have you the, have not very. Have you good. guys seen this? Yes. I have. I think it's funny. I don't think it's very good. <laughs> um, you know, I I hadn't seen it in several years. It is horrifically raunchy. It is wildly um, stupid. Stupid. It's just. It's stupid. I couldn't think of the word. It's just. That's a good word. It's just dumb. Now, did it make me laugh in several points? Of course. Yep. But yeah, I'm that. cautioning this because it's not a good movie. <laughs> um, but so. For those of you who haven't seen it, you get um, Jesse Eisenberg as the as the charming leading man. You get Jesse Eisenberg <laughs> as a pizza delivery boy, and you get his best friend played by Aziz Ansari, and they're both 
Okay. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse is very good at anything but Parks. <laughs> he's funny. I mean, he, he I don't know why. I like his stand-up. I like him in Parks and Rec. So I like him in this movie. He's funny. Um, Jesse Eisenberg is horrendously miscast in this Isn't movie. Isn't he always? Except for Zombieland? <laughs> and maybe maybe Social Network? I mean, he was pretty yeah. good. As, he's he always was, miscast. He shouldn't have been in Justice League. Yeah, oh, he was horrendously no. <laughs> miscast in... BVS. I mean, yeah. yeah. So Jesse Eisenberg is incredibly miscast in this. Um, and then so Jesse Eisenberg's a pizza delivery boy. His BFF is Zizan Zari, and I don't know their characters' names. It's not important. Who cares? Um, <laughs> like who cares? And then you get a side plot of uh, or the subplot. You get yeah. Danny McBride, which always when you add the pepper of Danny McBride, it just, oh the movie God. automatically so gets pepper worse. in some yes. Danny McBride Absolutely. as this trashy trailer park reject. Who? So what do you always plays? Is that's I mean every movie that's kind of his yes. wheelhouse. <laughs> so Danny McBride's this trash trailer park reject, um, and his father is incredibly rich because he won the lottery. So therefore, he wants to knock off his father. He wants to kill his dad. He's a huge douchebag. He wants to get his dad out of here. So he figures out he can't do it himself. So he's gonna hire a hitman, <laughs> and he doesn't have the money to hire a hitman. So he panics and he orders a pizza because he figures out he can't find anybody that has a connection to him so he just orders a random pizza jesse eisenberg delivers it to him he orders a pizza <laughs> knocks out jesse eisenberg straps a bomb to him and says hey you have nine hours to rob a bank or kaboom you're dead so that's danny mcbride's master plan is to get somebody else to rob a bank with a bomb strapped to their chest and then once he gets the money from that hire a hitman to kill his father <laughs> Um, just so he can, it's good. Just so he can get his dad's inheritance. <laughs> it's like he wrote it. He thought this one out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you get Nick Swartzen as Danny McBride's like. Um, Lord, I little, forgot Nick Swartzen. Little was in assistant. Um, he peppered in some weird people into this movie, didn't they? <laughs> they, there really is, and it's directed by Ruben Fleischer, who did both Zombielands and Venom. So I mean, I, I like the first Zombieland and Venom. I guess. Yeah. Second Zombieland is not horrible. So but. I don't know where he was coming from with this, but. Like I said, it's... Why is it called 30 Minutes or Less? Because he delivers pizza. Delivers pizza 30 minutes. 30 That's right. I couldn't remember what it was. I, I remember the bomb not being 30 minutes. When I first watched this movie, I thought bomb was going to be 30 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. I mean, like I said, there's... But overall, it's just... It's not a great comedy. It's dumb. I've only seen but, it once. But it is pretty funny. I mean, it, it's on Netflix. So if you just wanted to watch <laughs> I might it... might have to watch it. It's pr- I mean, it's entertaining. It's... Easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. It's like eighty minutes long, um, and like I said, there's a few chuckles. There's idiotic plots. There's yeah. some raunchy humor. Yeah, but if I mean, if you can get past all that, roll on with it. Past all that, it's got a six point one. That's not really that bad. It's not just terrible, type of movie. but um, I mean, yeah, it's just got some good moments. It's got Michael like, Pena in it too. Pena, Aziz Ansari plays a substitute teacher, right? And Jesse Eisenberg has a bomb strapped to him and he panics. He doesn't know what to do. So he goes and finds his friend and he goes, Hey man, I need your help. I, I got to get this bomb off me. He goes, so your first thought was to come to a school <laughs> full of little children with a bomb. And he's like, I didn't think that through again. Uh, but yeah, it's got moments, but it's not good. So not good. if you don't want to watch it, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> okay. Um, All that up. Yeah. yeah. Hot uh, wheels. Beat that. <laughs> My uh, next recommend is the movie Heat. All right. From 1995, I believe. You picked all movies from the mid-90s. Was that on purpose? No, it was not. <laughs> two I've not seen. It's just that I've watched them all in the last two weeks. So. Mm. 
I get that. This one, I watched four Psycho movies in the last two weeks. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go uh, ahead. This is Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer, John Voight, Tom Sizemore. Tom Selleck. Now and, is this and the and it goes on and on. I mean, seriously. Yeah, this got a stat cast. Is yeah. this what year is this? Ninety five. Yeah. Best I year. was gonna say, is that post or pre Batman Forever Val Kilmer? But that's the same. It came out the same year. Val yeah. K- or yeah. Batman Forever. Came he's out in he's much better in this movie. <laughs> I mean, just let's just say that he's much better in this movie. Uh, he didn't set the bar very high. He has no emotions in Batman Forever whatsoever. So, um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I really don't care for him as Batman. It's just something. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you've got Robert De Niro as a thief. Uh, he has he has a he has a crew that he works with. They rob. Uh, I don't know. They rob just about anything. I guess is what kind of what it looks like. And you've got Al Pacino as a cop. Uh, De Niro's crew takes down an armored car, and. Uh, some guy they just hired at the last minute ends up shooting all three guards and killing him. So Al Pacino decides he's going to get him. You know, he's decided this is it. He's going to take this crew down. And it's just a good cat and mouse game. I mean, th- most of the movie, they know who each other are. Uh, <clears throat> they know that they've got a, they've got a tail on one of the, one of the crew and it, it, it leads them back to everybody. But then at the same time, Robert De Niro turns it around and he starts following the cop and so like I said it's a good cat and mouse game lots of action lots of guns lots of just all kinds of stuff the only thing that I hadn't watched this in in a few years and the only thing that bothered me now let's say this this is almost a three hour movie I think it's two hours and 50 minutes so if you're into that great this is a really good movie to watch strap in it is it's a really good movie to watch the story does not get boring it's it's just it's it really is awesome. Like I said, the only thing that I did not remember so much about was it it went further into some of these guys' personal lives a lot more than I think I would have liked. Mm. You don't want to know none of that crap. <clears throat> no, well, it's just that they the really action. they really went I mean, into I understand. it. I mean, it's a long a movie. lot, yeah, and it, it, a lot of it wasn't necessary. Um, Robert De Niro ends up meeting a woman, and they kind of get together and. All that's just not necessary to the plot, really. Uh, Al Pacino, his whole home life isn't great, and uh, I think Natalie Portman's his daughter in this. I Gross. think sucks for him. Um, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> bad egg. And uh, so that part, I just kind of had to kind of look over. I even looked over my wife. I said, "I don't remember this this much backstory between these guys." I mean, as far as as far as their love interests and all that stuff. Ashley Judd's in this. Um, she's married to Val Kilmer's character. I like her. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, I did in the nineties. I haven't <laughs> seen her much. But. And they're, they've got a whole dynamic going because she knows what he does, but she wants him out of the business. Uh, most of his money, he's a bad gambler. So most of his money is, is, is gone after he gets it. I mean, but really the dynamic of the cat and mouse between De Niro and, and Pacino are is just fantastic, and seeing where the, seeing where it goes, um, they even have one scene where they sit down together in a coffee shop, uh, just to talk it out. And he's you know they're like you know if, if we were from different worlds we would probably be friends we're so much like, 
And he's like, yeah, but if you come for me, I'm going to kill you. You know, it's just, it's just, the other one, the other one says it too, you know, and and I'm not going back to prison. So you come for me, I'm going to kill you. And so it's just, it's one of those cat and mouse, fantastic story. Um, It is long, but it's worth it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's, I think it's awesome. I haven't seen it in a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I do, I want to rewatch it. And since you, um, you talked it up, you're getting me, getting me pumped for it. It's It's a good movie. I do want to watch it now. And that was the first time I think Pacino and De Niro had done a movie together. I think so. Because they were known for yeah. being like huge mobster type movie actors and they'd never done a movie before. That's a Michael Mann movie, right? Yes. Cool. Cool. Yep. Yep. So that would be a th- all three rounds. Everyone did three, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, um, so all three rounds of our recommended cautions. If you guys like that, hope you did. Um, that'll be all for this episode. Like I said, we're doing a basic episode this week. Um, yeah. But we wanted to, we like this segment quite a bit. So, um, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, I mean that's no, it, I yeah. thought it was fun. no, I did, I did enjoy this episode because I just love the fact that we all three of us pull the most random movies and TV shows and stuff to talk about. That was my sole purpose for tonight was I'm going to pull the most random junk to talk about, and I'm glad. <laughs> which I mean, because otherwise we don't get a chance to talk about these movies unless we unless we recommend them or whatever. But um, yeah, this was fun. So. Yeah, if they if you want to reach out to us and let us know what you thought about this episode, uh, there's places you can do that. We are on Facebook at Movie Matrix Podcast, or we are on Twitter at Movie Matrix Pod. Hit us up and let us know what you guys thought about this episode or any episode for that matter. But until next time, signing off for Matt Jordan and David. We'll see you guys then. Peace. <laughs>